Welcome to Bang the Table Talks, a monthly podcast where we discuss the evolving world of community engagement. Each month, we will discuss trends, best practices, and information to assist in running better community engagement programs. Okay, thanks for joining us this afternoon, everyone, for another episode of our Bang the Table Table Talks. Today, we are lucky to be joined by Haley Boyd, who is the Community Engagement Advisor at the town of Victoria Park in Western Australia. Uh, good afternoon, Haley. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, Nathan. How are you? Uh, very well, thank you. Now, Haley's got some really exciting, uh, exciting engagement practice and some some unique ways of approaching engagement that she's going to tell us about. Uh, in the program here today. But Haley, why don't you start just by uh, perhaps telling everyone out there a little bit about yourself and uh, how long you've been at Victoria Park? Yeah, um, so I've been at Victoria Park for five years now, or nearly six years. Um, and I've been a, an engagement advisor for about a year and a half um, prior to uh, my role um, being established. We actually just did a little bit of ad hoc engagement. And um, in 2017, we embarked on our town's strategic community plan and basically got told by the, our community that we needed more of a, an engagement focus. And um, we had a new function created and I, I, I filled that role. Oh, fantastic. And you've been enjoying a role, no doubt? I love the role. It's, it's great fun. It, it's, um, so I, I live in the town and I work in the town. Um, so I'm in the in the community on both aspects. And yeah, I, I really love getting out there and, and, and talking to people. So it's a, a great role for me. And so you really are actually in the hot seat for um, what I think is quite um, a unique way of approaching engagement. Now, uh, for all of our listeners out there, um, some of you might have experience at a local government level of actually there being a very clear separation between elected officials, councillors, and then the organisation that operates the uh, the local city or the or the town. Now, this is a fairly clearly defined function in most councils, but you guys have actually done something quite innovative, and you've you've tended to uh, implement something that actually bridges that gap. Could you tell us a little bit more about what you've done at Town of Vic Park to involve your councillors in your engagement processes? Yeah. So, um, in April two thousand and eighteen. Um, we actually signed a behavioural um, management or best practice management with our executive um, team as well as our elected members, so a, a partnership approach, um, basically to work together in partnership and when and when there's decisions um, made that they support each other. Um, and we've, we've got that signed and put all around the administration building and, yeah, so it's, uh, we're actually working in partnership with our elected members, so it's fantastic. And can you tell us what that actually means? Um, how are they actually involved in the process? Yep, so with all of our processes, we we like to um, inform um, our elected members. So um, throughout the life of any project or service, we like to check in with our elected members um, to keep them involved, um, to get that, 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 that buy-in. So ultimately, most of our projects, the elected members are the final decision makers. And so we... we plan um, all of our projects around keeping them involved, um, keeping them involved in the in the journey, um, the lifestyle of that project. So check, continuously checking points, um, having their support, um, addressing any concerns that, that arise during the life of the project. Um, so basically, by the time we actually get to the end of the project, we're not just coming in at that, that end point. It's actually a, a partnership approach through um, the lifestyle of the project, yeah. 
So it kind of sounds like, um, you know, with every project or piece of consultation that you're doing, uh, that your counsellors are not only um, aware of the project, but they're actually involved right from the start. Is that correct? Yeah, right from the start. Um, our counsellors are community members. Um, and so getting them in on, um, getting them involved, getting them, uh, joining them in that journey means that they actually act as ambassadors out in the streets. Um, so it's it's fantastic to to get their buy in, and then they're actually our information sharers out there. So even to do with our engagement, having them out there engaging, talking, um, sharing that information means that our engagement processes um, we get more buy in, we get more um, participation, uh, we get more interest. So it's fantastic that, that that's how it's working for our, our engagement side. And have you had to change the way that you design your engagements in any way to ensure that the, the counsellors don't over-influence your process or how have you been able to manage the new relationship? Uh, we definitely, we have changed our processes. So there's a lot more steps. So when you look at a, an engagement summary or an engagement overview, there's definitely more steps or phases throughout the, um, the methods or engagement tools where we do need to have those check-ins with elected members. So it does add a little bit more time, but the, the, the time just means that there's um, less errors at the end or less red tape um, or less constraints. So there, there, there is a few more steps that are added to the process. Um, but in regards to getting a clear understanding of the roles and responsibilities between elected members and administration, um, it's about being transparent with them right from the start to say, this is your role, this is your responsibility um, and, and making sure that that's clear on both sides. So to what extent then uh, has your, uh, this agreement sort of formalised uh, that process and sent a really clear signal to your community about your organisation's commitment and focus to engagement? So with our um, strategic community plan, so our new strategic community plan, so that's uh, 2017 to 2032, our uh, town's vision, well, one of our town's vision is that we would like to be, um, or we are Perth's most empowered and engaged community. So with our strategic community plan, that, that plan was developed with elected members and more importantly with our community. So we had a whole year's worth of uh, engagement to actually build this strategic community plan. So that understanding is right from the, the start. So that's the town's vision. Following on from that vision, we had that partnership approach with our elected members where we sat down uh, with elected members and our executive management and went through um, what our commitment would be to work together. So it was items such as establishing clear and agreed roles and expectations and do what we say we will do, um, giving permission to hold each other to account, to be open to receiving feedback and together to help each other to reach our potential. Um, being con constructive, transparent, honesty um, and timely in our important conversations with each other um, and act in the best interest of our community and the organisation at all times. So that was that some of the, the agreements that we've made with elected members and, and administration. Um, and so that just rolls out in regards to all of our projects, all our engagement, um, uh, ordinary councils, um, decisions. So it's acting on that, that promise to each other and all that commitment. Um, and, and the town's value. So to be proactive, um, we'll have integrity, um, caring and innovative. So that's how we're, we're heading yeah, right. from the town of Big Park. It sounds really good. And so this process, uh, this agreement now has been in place for around about 
what, 10 months since the start of the year? Sorry, yes, no, since um, April, well, the, the signed agreement was April 2018, but um, prior to that, yeah, the, the, the conversation around that definitely at the start of the year. Yeah, right. And so, and so what uh, changes or, or what type of impact has this new arrangement had on not only your engagement outcomes, but also um, the culture of engagement in your organisation? Well, the, the culture has improved um, dramatically. So one thing that we're um, continuously working on is just embedding um, engagement throughout the, the organisation. Um, so something that we do uh, at the town of Victoria Park is that we do follow IOP2 principles. Um, and that's the same with elected members as well. So they've also had IAP2 training. Um, so part of yeah, our core training at, at Vic Park is literally to roll out IAP2 essentials to make sure that everyone's on the same page. Um, from, my, from my side, it's making sure that everyone is accountable um, to, to IAP2 principles. Um, and it's also looking at, at, at different bits and pieces that we can do um, with engagement to make sure that we're, we're following disability and access inclusion, so involving everyone um, on different um, ways, so not just a, a, a survey. Um, we look at online engagement, we look at pop-up engagement and formal engagement. Um, we still use surveys. We try not to use them all the time, but we still use them. Um, but it's more about every, every single employee at the town is putting engagement first. It's such an, an important issue. Um, and, and sorry, a core issue in regards to all different projects to make sure that our community is heard. So, um, yeah, so it is working extremely well here. Um, there's always improvement, but, yeah, we're that's, quite happy with the direction we're heading. Yeah, that's great. And so, you know, just to highlight um, some of the, the challenges perhaps that you have had to overcome with this new arrangement. Can you think of anything which has been particularly uh, difficult in implementing, you know, this type of agreement? Oh, I, I think, you know, occasionally, um, like all local governments, especially when you do have new elected members coming on board, um, you do experience that that fine line between uh, elected members and administration, um, that, that, that fine line. Um, is occasionally blurred, which which basically just means we just need to have a conversation, and then that's going back to roles and responsibilities of of um, different projects or um, different areas that they need to look at. But just making sure that that fine line is still there, because there's a governance role and there's also administration. Um, end of the day, our elected members are still community members, and we, and we still need to remember that. Yeah. So yeah. that's I think that's the only. Thing that we that we need to work on probably a little bit more mm. um, and also in regard to administration so we have different different services and they're, they're technical experts um, so I think in regards to advice of administration teams the elected members probably need to take that a little bit more on board because they are tech experts um, so I think that's probably the only only thing that we really need to work on at the moment yeah. yeah, right. The, the, the cynic in me is asking, how do you avoid uh, a situation where uh, your elected officials, your elected members uh, might get over-involved in a process and um, might seek to micromanage a process if it's a particularly, you know, sensitive issue or something which is particularly sensitive to their constituents? So, you know, how do you, how have you managed to avoid those types of um, blurring of the roles and responsibilities, as you say? I don't think you can actually avoid them. Um, as, as we mentioned, elected members are community members, so there will be projects, there will be 
um, services, there will be topics of discussion out in the community that um, our elected members are extremely involved in or passionate about. So there will always be that that um, they're overstepping the mark. You, you're not going to avoid it, but it's how you manage it. Um, so from 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 my side, I think it's just about having the conversation. So actually sitting down with them, talking about the roles and responsibilities and trying to, I don't want to say manipulate, but manipulate the engagement process so that they act as ambassadors rather than blockers um, and getting that information out there. So if they can act as ambassadors in regards to being passionate about a project, then your participation numbers are going to go up. So they they work with you rather than against you and I think that's, that's probably more of an important key rather than blocking them. Yeah, I really like that idea. I really like the idea that, you know, you guys would uh, unite forces uh, on your engagement efforts, but then also that them as the elected public figures would become these community advocates for your for your projects. I think that's a really nice, nice innovative way of working and I think um, could be broadly, um, you know, implemented right throughout the country mm. uh, and in all local governments, actually. So it's really, really, really interesting. Now, there is another interesting component there um, which you guys have adopted, and it's through the utilization of Engagement HQ as your online engagement portal. Now, it's uh, a little bit, you know, it's quite, it's, quite, it's quite different. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it? How have your elected officials utilized EHQ as part of their organizing of, uh, of engagement? Yeah, so um, at the start of the year, um, I had a, a brief conversation with um, three of our elected members who were complaining, let's say complaining, about the amount of emails that they were receiving um, from administration staff with documents, um, seeking information, questions, um, actions via their email or, or the phone, um, to the point where their emails were getting blocked. So what we thought um, was let's use in the engagement software, so um, Your Thoughts, which is which is our, our program. Um, and as I mentioned, we, we, ha- we are paying for the program, so let's utilise it to its full potential and, that, and let's create them a private space. Um, I, I don't think a lot of councils are using it, but, but, but let's do it. So we, we do it for a different engagement community panels um, or private internal um, staff as like a staff hub. So I thought, well, let's make them an elected members hub, which is a, a private space where elected members can basically utilise Engagement HQ as a one-stop shop. Um, so using tools such as the document library to have their uh, agendas and minutes for ordinary council meetings, workshops, um, briefing notes, news categories. Um, so they've got the, the document library that's got so many different documents on there, but it's a one-stop shop. So they can go straight there when they want something and it's already there. Uh, the other thing that we're using with, with Engagement HQ is the opportunity to have discussions amongst each other. So our elected members, they, they, they obviously then they meet at their workshops um, and their ordinary council meetings, but they, they actually want to have a conversation amongst each other prior to those, those meetings. So this is an opportunity for them to have a collaborative workspace set up for 
um, to, to view documents, information sharing and um, consultation between each other. And, and they absolutely love it. I think, I think it's really, really fascinating. And I think it's a, uh, an excellent use of Engagement HQ's uh, privacy function there. Uh, were there any issues around setting up that space? How did you find the whole process and, and rolling it out uh, for your counsellors? Yeah, I think the only minor issues was just around a little bit of education on, on how to actually use um, the software. Um, so from, from someone that's on there all the time, I find it extremely easy. Um, but there was a few elected members that are a little bit older on the age demographic. So it was just trying to teach them on, on where to actually um, go um, to find the information. Um, but apart from that, they, they absolutely love it um, to the point where, you know, they, they are sharing it with other elected members at other local councils saying, look, this is what we've got over at the town of Victoria Park. Um, so, so apart from absolutely loving the program, they're also finding their emails. Uh, they're not getting blocked on their emails. Uh, they, they know exactly when things are going to be uploaded. Um, it's also, we're also using it as a, a news tool as well. So they're currently, um, they're always being updated with what's happening in and around the town, uh, even articles from external sources, so um, local government or Western Australia local government authority. So we, we're using it as a news, news category. Um, a newsfeed kind of tool as well. And then the other thing that's working really good is that we're continuously surveying the elected members, so just their, their satisfaction levels and also governance. So we do a monthly governance check-in um, with the intent to continually review and improve the running of the town's um, ordinary council meetings. So it's, it's working really well for us. Can you talk us through a little bit further how these governance check-ins work? Um, so basically, once a month um, after, so with, with our council, we've got the elected members briefing session followed by an ordinary council meeting. So that's once a, once a month. So after those, we actually send out a, a little survey. It's very, very quick and easy. So it's about a two-minute survey just to check on their ratings. So we ask uh, questions on um, timeliness for receiving minutes and agendas. Um, how they thought the OCM had run, so like a, a one to five rating scale. Um, so we've got some just some really easy checking questions. And so that's sent to them once a month. And then we also ask some open-ending questions to work out if there's any, any improvements that they, they felt um, can be made. Um, so that way we can review once a year how, how we're tracking. So are we improving? Are we not improving? And, and also where where are we not improving? And, and basically some suggestions on how we can actually improve uh, forward-facing OCMs as well as our communication amongst elected members and administration. So it's all about continuous improvement. Um, and it's also a nice nice to know as well, how are we going? Um, is there any levels of concerns? Is there anything that we're doing really well? Um, we're human, so it's always nice to know where we're doing well exactly. as well. So that's what exactly. we're using it for. And all done through Engagement HQ as well, which I think is... All is done through Engagement HQ. The only thing that's, that's not is we literally, we send um, one email. So the EA to the, oh, sorry, elect, um, executive assistant to the elected members sends one email a week just to let them know what's been uploaded on the page. Because there is so many different documents that are uploaded on there, it just gives them a, a, a one email to say, look, this is what's been uploaded. And then it's it's up to the each elected members to then go go to the site 
have a look what's on there, update, um, participate in any conversations that any of the elected members have opened because they have access to open their own forum topics. Um, and yeah, so it, it's, it's working really well. Um, and it's also a private page for them. So the only ones that have access to the page is the elected members and the personal assistants that upload the documents. Apart from that, that's it. So it's, it's a private page for them to have the conversation. It's amazing. Uh, just a couple more questions, actually. So um, you've talked a little bit about here here about surveying uh, for you know checking in on government uh, governance rather, and just uh, seeing doing a bit of a uh, health check on things. So what are your actual plans for evaluating this whole the entirety of this new uh, agreement and process? Were there some key um, measures that you were you were aiming for uh, when evaluating the effectiveness of this new endeavour? Yeah. Um, so we look at we, we look at the both. So, um, so we look at how many times they're actually utilising the site for a start. Um, so that's just going through analytics and, and having um, a look at how many people are completing their surveys or sorry, elected members are completing their surveys. It's also how many times they're actually going in and downloading documents. Um, so we look at the numbers and we, that, that's one way that we can um, measure the success of the program. Um, the other ways is actually how many forum topics uh, they're contributing um, as well as having a, actually participating within those forum topics. So it's, it's looking at the program and saying, are they, are they using it and how are they using it and are they using it well? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how we're doing the measures of the software. Mm. Um, it was talk originally about elected members having their own portal, so very similar to like a staff portal. But we, my suggestion was straight on to the Engagement HQ software um, because that's exactly how they can use it. And it's, it's not seen that way for externals, um, so using it as a project base. But this way, it, it can be utilised as a, a staff portal, a staff engagement portal, as well as elected members portal. So why not use it? So with this new approach that you've taken with including your councillors uh, in the engagement process via this agreement that you have implemented with them, have you seen your engagement rates and numbers increase? Yes, we certainly have. Um, so looking at just the, uh, your thoughts, registered users, that's, that's doubled um, since last year, which is fantastic. We're also finding um, engagement participant numbers increasing online as well as uh, pop-up engagement. So working with that partnership approach, uh, most of our elected members are actually attending our informal or pop-up engagements at shopping centres and, and parks. And so having them there has actually increased um, our participation numbers at events as well. Um, and also looking at ordinary council um, endorsements uh, and information. So because they've, they've utilised Engagement HQ for their, their elected members hub, they're using that as an information sharing tool. So when it does come down to ordinary council meetings, um, there's a, a more of an understanding of, of what they're looking at, um, which means there's more endorsements, um, more adoptions um, and a clearer understanding to the council. So we've certainly seen that this is uh, heading in the right direction and we're, we're quite happy with it. That's right. And, and of course, because they're more involved, they're also, by the very nature, more engaged in, in the issues as well. So I think that's, a, that's a, only a good thing for, for the community. Now, can you tell us, Hayley, is there anything else uh, exciting happening at Vic Park that you'd like to tell us about? What are, the, what are the, some of the issues that you guys are working with at the minute? Oh, well, we've got um, 
So we, we usually look around December 15th and that's our kind of uh, stopping point for engagement for the year because we like to give our community a nice big break over the Christmas period. So we've got about 12 projects um, coming up before then, which is a lot. It, it's a massive amount of projects, but some of our exciting ones is the public open space strategy. Um, so that one actually launched this week. Um, and, and with that, the, the first stage of our engagement is actually going out to our community and asking them how do they want to be engaged and, and how do they want to receive that information. So we, even though we've, we've, we do have a comms and engagement plan for that one, it's, it's also starting the question, we call it Ask the People, which is how do you want to be involved? Um, and once we get that information back, then our engagement plan will be more tailored towards our community rather than um, the town administration pushing the engagement. So that's a, a nice one. So that's room to grow. So you have to keep an eye out for that one. Um, and we've also got some, well, it's not very exciting one. We've got some local planning policies that we're reviewing. There's three a month for the next 12 months. So it's nice and big. And we've also got the West Coast Eagles Community Benefits Strategy that will be launching over the next couple of weeks, which will be a, a nice big one. So we've had West Coast Eagles um, move into Laugh Lane, which is, falls within the town of Victoria Park. So that's another big one that's going to going to be out there and hopefully we'll get lots of involvement for that one, especially with the, uh, the, the finals coming up. So hopefully Eagles will win that one as well. Uh, and for those of our uh, international listeners that have no idea what we're talking about, we're oh. talking, of course, about Aussie Rules, the the AFL, the Australian we, Football League here. So it's a bit. Uh, we are so. Aerial ping go, pong. Go the W. Go the WA side. Go the go the Western Australian teams, right? Um, look, Haley, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us this afternoon. Sounds like you've got a really exciting program of engagement there. A lot on your plate, which is fantastic. It really does mean that your community has plenty of opportunities to get involved in decisions uh, that affect their lives and that impact their local areas. Uh, what, you've, what you've accomplished there with this agreement with your councillors, I think, is truly innovative. And uh, I look forward to it actually rubbing off on uh, other local governments uh, around the place because we really can see, um, and certainly you've told us about the impact that it's had on uh, getting that organisational buy-in and increasing those engagement numbers. So thank you so much for your time. No problem. Thanks for having me, Nathan. No worries. We really appreciate it. Um, and, and of course, if any of you would like to direct any questions uh, through Hayley uh, after listening to the episode, just send them through to us here at Bang the Table, support at bangthetable.com. Uh, and I'm sure Hayley would be more than happy to, uh, to share any of her insights into uh, implementing such a program. Thanks for having me. It's been great.